Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ella for the Soul. This is our third installment of the podcast series. We're very, very excited. Once again, it's with me, Andrew. And me, Brian. And we are here to entertain you and amaze you with our interesting movie reviews. Movies right now are like really big because like COVID and everything, mm-hmm. like you can watch them on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, Disney Plus. Like you can literally not leave your house and watch the movie. It's crazy. But Andrew, what is your favorite movie of all time? Oh my goodness. So okay, so here's how I do it. I, I tend to go by like category. So like what mood I'm in. So if I'm in a funny mood, like I really want to laugh, I love watching Clue. The uh, yeah. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Okay, so I like watching that. That's always been very, very funny to me. I love the whole you know, just the absurdity of it. Yep. I love Arsenic and Old Lace for a classic movie. Have you ever seen that Never one? Never heard of that. Really? Yeah. Okay, so it has Cary Grant in it. And basically, it's this very funny story about this guy who, his, his, both of his parents are dead. He's an orphan. But it's, it's funny because it's, he's an older guy now. He's probably like in his, between 20, 25 and 30. And he lives with okay. his two aunts. And they've taken care of him for years. And on the day of his wedding... He goes over to his aunt's house and everything's going along completely normally and like just a lot of and at first you're kind of like I don't understand why I'm watching this movie like it's just not very interesting and he literally just gets told randomly by an aunt oh I'm go over to the cupboard and uh, open the door there's some uh, I think she said like there's a scarf in there or something like that and he's like oh okay Aunt Harriet uh, no problem so he walks over to the cupboard opens it and there's a dead body inside he's like of course, you know, freaks out. And he's like, yeah. what is going on? It turns out that they have been, they're senile. But they are convinced that they're helping old men meet God by, by killing them. And uh. it's hilarious because they, they're, they like, so convinced that what they're doing is, uh, is what right. am I doing? I don't understand. Like, what, why is this wrong? And yeah. he's like, you can't do that. So it's this whole freakish movie, and it, it's hilarious because he's, like, desperately trying to cover it up throughout the rest of the movie to these random weird characters that you know are very bizarre at the end of the movie it turns out that he's actually not related to them they just took pity on him and they just adopted him so this whole time they've told him oh yeah she had this family and everything like they made up the whole thing but out of the kindness of their hearts they've just been taking care of him so he kind of conveniently figures out oh okay so i'm not liable for any of this i'm not related to them it's okay okay we can get married it's very, very funny. Huh. But, um, yeah, that's like one of my classics ones. Tell me about some of yours. I've been prattling on for four minutes. <laughs> no, you're okay. <laughs> so I'm a movie series guy. Okay. So, for instance, like the Fast and Furious movies, probably my top favorite movies of all time. They're great. They do an amazing job with the effects, and the actors are awesome. And it's got The Rock, Vin Diesel, Paul Walker. Those are great, great movies. So in terms of action movies with a little bit of comedy in them, I'm going to watch the Fast and Furious because they're just they're hilarious. But they're also like so action packed because it's these guys going in fast cars, taking down crime, but all doing while doing it under the radar. Okay. Pirates of the Caribbean. Love them. I just watched it literally like a month ago for the first time. They're so good. Okay. They're so good. They're one of my favorites as well. Uh, the Johnny English movies, they're so funny. If you've ever watched Mr. Bean, he's that guy. And it's it's hilar- It's literally so stupid. It's hilarious. My friend and I went and saw the third one that they came out with, I think, two, three years ago. It's called Johnny English Strikes Again. Okay. <laughs> and 
the movie hadn't even started yet. Like it was like the first part where it says, if you start like, if you record this, like the FBI will arrest you. This is copyright and everything. We just started dying laughing because we already knew like this is the first scene would be the stupidest, funniest thing ever. And it (laughs) is. He ends up being this teacher who's teaching these kids how to be a spy. Oh my word. (laughs) And it's so funny. I literally die laughing every time I watch that movie. <laughs> Two serious movies that I've actually gro- have grown to love, and I literally just watched the one this past weekend. One is called The Shack. About it's that. about this man who basically loses his daughter to this child rapist. Oh, wow. He ends up killing his daughter while they're on this camping trip. And so in this shack in the middle of the woods... It's basically his journey of finding his relationship with the Lord. And he goes to, he goes back to the shack a month or so later or something like that. It's a certain period of time goes on. He ends up just like lying on the ground, not lying on the ground, but like knelt over in the wintertime on the floor of the shack that his daughter was murdered in. And all of a sudden it changes scenery to where he meets God. He meets the Holy Spirit. And he meets Jesus all at the same time. And he spends the whole, essentially the whole weekend with them, but he really only spent a couple of hours with them. But it felt like the whole weekend. Wow. And he would brought a gun because he was ready to kill the guy who uh, raped and murdered his daughter. Mm. Throughout the end, he ends up being able to forgive the man who raped and killed his daughter, came into relationship with the Lord because he was a Christian, but he wasn't in relationship with Jesus. That whole trip rekindled that underneath him. And uh, he came back actually more loving, more caring, and more attentive to these things. And it all started with a little note and their family called God Papa. And so it started with a little note saying, meet me at the shack or something like that, signed Papa. And he thought it was just this joke and he ended up going and it was crazy. He thought it was the guy who killed his daughter like messing with him. So that's why he brought the gun and was ready to kill him. So it was crazy. And then there's another movie. It's called The Impossible. It's on Netflix. It's about this tsunami that hits Thailand while this family is on vacation. has young Tom Holland in it, and their whole family survived. Mom was stabbed with a branch, had cuts and bruises all over her body. The young Tom Holland had bruises all over his body and was split up from his dad and his brother. Met at this one out of six hospitals in Thailand that were open for this tsunami no one there spoke english and young tom holland actually helped other people within the hospital while his mom was literally dying Mm -hmm. and like help other helped other people find their families and their mom actually ended up getting to the hospital and getting blood because she had lost so so much it was like really infected because it was just dirty water i would suggest like anyone go watch it it's on netflix so it's really cool what or like asking myself what would i do in that situation my mom is dying on a table. Like, literally, it was actually a door frame. She was dying on a door frame because they ran out of stretchers. And my dad and my brother are lost somewhere. What would I do? I literally thought, I literally asked myself that. I was like, what the heck would I do? Hmm. I sure as heck would not be helping other people find their family. <laughs> I'd be finding mine. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Wow, that so, sounds like a really good movie. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. What do you um What do you think about the Chosen? 
What are your feelings about that? Have you seen it or what? Do you I think love that? the Chosen. Yeah. Did you see there? Okay. So I went to the Christmas release. Yeah. Of the Chosen, it was not what I thought it was going to be at all. Did yeah, you see? Yeah, it's it? a little different. Yeah. I. They have it on their app, so oh. it's a little different. I did not expect it either, like yeah. that. Um, that was actually the first thing I watched before I even started watching the series. The fact that they want to do seven seasons and it's free is crazy. Is it true that they just go off donations or something? Yep. Or Wow. They have a amazing. little thing before, uh, like you can either do it before you start watching or like after an episode, it says pay it forward and you can send in money anonymously. And they actually have a count of how many people view it. I'm actually going to pull it up right now because it's really cool because it literally this grows movie every day. in real time. 345,845,625 views in climbing. Well, that's super cool that they just go off just purely by donation and knowing yep. that it is something that is going to be just incredibly positive and, as you said, scripture-based. It's just something for me to just really look forward. It was some young adults group that I was going to, and okay. they were watching it as a as a whole group, and everyone really seemed to like it and really enjoy it. So then we started watching it here at the house, and it was great. Yeah. Everyone really, really liked it. Yeah. I was literally reading through Mark yesterday. All these things the Chosen like went through. Mm-hmm. They have all the names and just everything. Use Shalom, Shabbat all these like terms that they would have used, but they're also speaking English at the same time. Yeah. And which makes sense. But they already have season three paid for. Mm. Now they're working on season four. Wow. So really? season three is supposed to be coming out soon. Yeah. Oh, that's great. We're, we're definitely going to have to tune into that. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. I've thought about donating like 10 bucks. Yeah. You know what? I watched this and you're, you've already put out two seasons. Mm-hmm. I'm watching this for free. You guys don't have to make it for free. And you're literally going purely off of this by donations. And they have Mm -hmm. like a goal that they want to hit. They have monthly goals. I want to actually pull that up again. So there's a part where it says uh, you can pay it forward, other options uh, that you can do. So to fund season four, episode one, they already have 1,699,966,035,000 people have donated. There's 24 days left to donate and their goal is two and a half million. Wow. So they're at 1.7 million already for their donations. They're 67% of the way ready for season four, episode one. And it's crazy, but they hit it every time. They they get their goal just in time. And it's crazy. It's just insane. Watching that, I mean, I'm sure you can see just, I mean, God moving through that. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it's touching and reaching a lot of people who normally wouldn't see something that positive or Christian-based. So yeah. I would like highly encourage people who, if you really don't have that great of an understanding of the Bible, watch the chosen Yeah, because it's crazy how like just through them acting it out and like having this series helps you understand so much. Oh yeah. And they put like interpretation into it and it's just crazy, Yeah, crazy. And it helped me understand the Bible more. That's awesome. And like made me curious, like where in the Bible? Like, I don't remember this and like going looking for it. <laughs> it's really fun. I was kind of at work today and I was like, I wonder what we should talk about tonight. You know, because I know last week was a bit of a, like a more serious or heavy topic. Risky. Yeah, exactly. Risky business. Risky business. So I business. figured, well, you know, I think we want to talk about something a little bit more fun or maybe enjoyable or just something a little bit different. One of the things I wanted to ask you tonight was kind of the question of the day. What is the most intense spiritual moment that you've had? I would probably say my most intense like spiritual moment was our 
at access we do these things called encounter nights and they're nights of worship mm-hmm. during the worship set i uh i was part of the ministry team felt uh i prayed for aaron and i prayed for uh your guys's friend michael i had prayed for them and then i went back and uh i was by the stage i was sitting by the stage and i went up on the stairs and i just started like i just was praying all of a sudden i just like fell not fell but i was because i was already sitting but like i literally just fell back onto my back i just started bawling my eyes out wow for one i didn't deserve anything that i had a wonderful church family a awesome group of friends an amazing girlfriend an amazing church that i get to go to i sin every day Mm -hmm. and all these things that i do during the week and i just look back and i was like i'm not serving the lord how i should be it wasn't necessarily me feeling sorry for myself Mm -hmm. but it was necessarily it was more like me seeing the nature of my sin and like I'm selfishly doing all these things and not thinking anything of it in the sense of, oh, yeah, I'm already forgiven. I am. That's true. You know, like that doesn't mean I can keep living in sin because then I'm not really fearing the Lord. That like wrecked me. I was I cried and cried until like the night was done and they were like, okay, guys, like we're going to pray and uh, you guys are going to be dismissed. After that, I got up and I went over and talked to Jake about it, and I literally hugged him for four minutes. Wow! And was just crying on his shoulder, crazy. I'm not going to get into too much detail about what it was. Um, my most intense, like, spiritual moment of like, I shouldn't be living like this. I need, I need to be living through the Holy Spirit, like having the Holy Spirit live through me, so I can walk, mm-hmm. so I can walk in that. Not perfectly, because I can't, but more in the sense of being aware of my sin. And the weeks before that and uh, the week before that, I just wasn't aware of the things that I was doing. Nothing of it. And Mm -hmm. then that night, I was just like, oh, my word. And, yeah, it was crazy. Wow. Thank you very much for sharing that. I mean that. Just podcast or not, I I appreciate you telling me a lot. That's really cool. Yeah. It was was intense, man. (laughs) Wow. Like, I wanted to stop so bad. <laughs> Where is all this water coming from? <laughs> I hit the point, like, where I could not breathe out of my nose. Like, I had wow. to stop and, like, go blow my nose oh and my then go word. back it's to like, it. I was like, like, what? You can't even contain yourself. That's crazy. Oh, wow. my. I, like, have never cried that much. Yeah. But. And for all the people who don't know, Brian is not some wimp. Like he is a tough guy. So he's I mean <laughs> for kind of like he literally hauls tires for a living. This is he's a manly man. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so it, for him to for God to reach down into his heart and like move his spirit like that, that's amazing. I, I have a question. Sure. Ever since uh I was saved and like came to the Lord, I had noticed that like I was way more in tune with my emotions than I had ever been. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed, like, did you notice that at oh, all? Oh, yeah, absolutely, for sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, and that's had, okay. Yeah, it's great. But I, I'll never forget, they had a, so I was reading this book, and I think it was called The Cost of Being a Christian, and it was this football coach, and he was a the new coach for the football team for this college team, and uh, he came in, and he himself had been a Christian for years, but God had really just gotten a hold of his life, and he was like, I have to make this real. I can't just 
be a you know a quote unquote Christian who just kind of you know fiddles mm-hmm. around like I'm gonna be serious. And so he said, so that's what I did. I started bringing my Bible to practice, and then I upgraded to praying at practice, and then I upgraded to talking to the, my players about Christ. And pretty soon, like fifteen of my players had come to know Jesus. Wait, what's the name of this movie? Uh, it was a book I was reading. Oh, actually. a book. Yeah. Oh, what's the name of the book? I can't remember exactly, but I think it's called The Cost of Being a Christian. I oh, okay. Think that's what it's called, but I, I can get you the name of it later. Because there's a football movie similar to that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, this was just like a small excerpt from the book, but he's. Th- but the reason I brought it up was because you asked about feeling more emotional. He said so one day he was literally in his office and he hears. And he's like, come in. And this guy comes in, and he's like one of his biggest linebackers. And I think he said he weighed like 345 pounds or something like that. Like he's a big fellow. Uh. And he says, uh, Coach, I want to talk to you real quick. He said, okay, what's your problem? He says, so he sits down, and he says he literally just put his arms on his desk, put his head in his hands, and said, Coach, I don't understand what to do with myself. I have never cried so much in my life. <laughs> Every single time I think about myself, I just feel so terrible. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, every time I pray, I just feel overwhelmed by my own sin and I start crying. I don't deserve it. Coach, yeah. I don't deserve Jesus. No. And he's like, it's, it's amazing to watch his, you know, hard yeah. shell just shatter once Jesus yeah. touched him. It was so cool. He does that though. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's really cool. Cause I had a, one of those moments about two and a half years ago now. Yeah. It's about two and a half years ago where I had been living very, I think that my, my shell was very Christian. I painted myself very well as a Christian, but I never really meant it. I never really got intense with it. And so I was able to pretty much fake it pretty easy. And so one day at church, I had a pretty serious emotional breakdown. I was like, Oh my word, I really need Jesus. I really, I can't just be pretending to be this Christian guy. And while behind the scenes faking it, I don't know. I feel like Jesus can reach anybody. Absolutely anybody. Yeah. I mean, he will touch your heart in the ways that you need it. Absolutely. It's sure. it's amazing what he does to your heart. And it's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. Oh, no. Like, no. our world today, like, just, sh- like, shames big manly men. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, not big manly men, but, like, men in general. Yeah. It's, like, it's a sign of weakness to show your emotions. Mm-hmm. But on the contrary, it's actually a sign of strength because you have that strength to be vulnerable with people. So the fact that you can't show your emotions is actually very weak. Right. Because um, it shows like this dependency on, exactly. on um, image. Exactly. And, and like your you image m- means something. Right. And it's like it matters more than the truth. Yeah. Your emotions, like it doesn't take effort to show your emotions, mm-hmm. but it does take some kind of strength to say, yeah, I'm just going to cry right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm about to break down in tears, but it's right. okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. The One of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you about this this week was because I had something kind of interesting happen to me, and I just kind of wanted to share it with you and with all the people. I've been, as I told you when we were at the small group, I said, you know, there was this time in my life where I was really feeling this intense moving of, and, like, really crazy things mm-hmm. happen. So could I tell you about some of the stuff? Yeah, or, okay, yeah. go ahead. Okay. So basically this week I had this, not breakdown, because it wasn't a breakdown, but it was this kind of moment where I was at a crossroads and I was like, God, I feel like I'm praying a lot and I'm not really receiving answers and it's stuff just isn't making sense. So I kind of talked to my mom about it and have been, you know, sharing with Aaron and I feel like he's been really making some improvements spiritually. So I feel like I can trust him a little bit more with some deeper stuff. So I was talking to them and I was like, guys, you know, I really don't understand I'm searching for answers and I'm really not feeling like I see anything. And so they were listening 
then after our conversation began thinking back about all of the moments that I was like, wow, that's unexplainable or wow, that's really crazy or whatever. This whole thing started actually when we were moving from Alaska to here. I don't know if I told you about this or not, so I'm going to keep it brief because you're <laughs> going to have to suffer this story again if you've already heard it. But for the people who haven't heard it, we were, I think the people kind of don't get it like in their heads just how far Alaska is from the United States. It takes six days just to get from where we were down to Michigan and, and then, you yeah. know, another two and a half days to get down to the southern part of the United States. So when we left Alaska, we were traveling up through Canada and then came down and had this crazy elaborate journey. So we're traveling along and we make it up through Alaska, down through Canada, throughout these crazy adventures. We get to Wyoming and the whole thing about moving in Alaska is you have to time it right because if you don't time it right, roads can get washed out and you're stranded in Alaska. So it's not going to work out very good for you. Yep. So you have to time it right. So in Alaska, it's like 60 degrees. It's just in the beginning of summer. It's like, okay, perfect. Let's go. So we left. We get down to Wyoming and it is 107 degrees and it is just the broiling summertime. Wyoming, I think that not many people know a lot about it because I certainly didn't either. But as traveling through it, I'm like, wow, it's this beautiful mountainous areas. And then just like, boom, you are in the middle of nowhere. And all of a sudden the truck, as I've said, it's so hot outside all of a sudden the truck overheats and there's no air conditioning coming through the truck at all. It's just pumping out hot air, like the heater turned on. And I was like, wow, this is really bad. Well, we had this radio that we could talk back and forth from the U-Haul to our truck. So I radioed up ahead and I was like, hey, breaker breaker one nine, this is Andrew driving the big red uh, U-Haul over. And dad's like, what do you want? And I'm like, well, it's blowing out hot air in here. And he's like, yeah, I know Aaron's in the back seat. I, and I was like, no, no, no. I mean, it's really blowing out hot air back here. He's like, okay, let's, let's, let's pull over. So we pull over and he looks at it and he lifts up the hood. And of course it's, you know, yeah. boiling hot and he's touching it and muttering, dead gummit, dead gummit, dead gummit. I ain't got no tools. I have no idea. And I, and I said, well, where's your, where's like your tools? Then he's like, it's in the U-Haul in the front. I was like, and at first I'm not really worried about it, but then an hour and a half goes by and he still has no idea what to do to fix it. And I'm like, this is a really serious problem. You know, like, what are we going to do? It is hot out here. And we're standing yeah. outside just sweating and just feeling like, finally, my mom says, look, we, we can't just sit here. Like we we're just, just turn off the air, roll the windows down and we'll just keep going. So she was like, okay, fine. So we get in. And as soon as I closed the door, it occurred to me, I didn't even pray about any of this, that my first thought was to like instantly just like try to fix it, you know, fix it, fix it, fix it. Wow, I call myself a Christian in it. I didn't even pray. And my mom said, do you want to pray right now? And I said, sure, I'd love to. So we began praying. I said, all right, just let's just do it. So I just did just a real quick prayer. And as I'm praying, I said, well, let's give it a try. So my mom rolls up the windows and turns on the air conditioning. <sighs> Freezing cold air starts blowing through the oh truck. My word. And I'm like, what in the world was that how cool was that yeah so of course we break a breaker one nine this big red we got cool air flowing through and my dad's like dad gummit i spent an hour and a half working on that <laughs> so anyway <laughs> dad it was the lord <laughs> exactly and i was like well it wasn't you it was god he fixed it so that was kind of like the beginning of it but then throughout time as i told you about with the leg being healed and uh, a couple other things people being healed and yeah. stuff like that 
So as time kept going on and the closer I kind of got to God, the more intense spiritual stuff happened. So I witnessed several healings of different things that were like, you know, pretty much unexplainable. I was like, wow, how did that happen or whatever? And then there came this point where things I could feel were shifting and they were like much more intense than normal. For example, we were going to church and we were doing these worship services and everything. One night I went home and we I literally it was completely normal nothing weird or out of the ordinary at all and I went to my room and we're recording this podcast in my house by the way for anyone who doesn't know that my room is probably like 20 feet from us right now yeah so I was asleep in my room and completely normal middle of the week nothing weird happened nothing out of the ordinary completely average run-of-the-mill day and I'm in bed and all of a sudden just from out of nowhere literally I just wake up just completely wide awake intensely wide awake and my first thought was I think that there's someone upstairs moving around why is someone upstairs moving around right now like they should be asleep in bed that is so weird and so I was laying there for a second and then I couldn't hear anything so I sat up in bed and I was like what is going on upstairs and all of a sudden, this is the craziest thing. This is just the, some of the weirdest stuff that's ever happened to me. I heard this voice very, very loud. It was so loud that literally I it, it hurt my ears and it like hurt my head because it was so loud. And it said, you know who I am. I am fear. It was the craziest thing I've ever experienced and I was sitting in bed and I was like where did that come from what was that it wasn't like I imagined it or anything like that I was like there is an evil spirit in this room right now it's talking to me and so I sat there for a second Uh, once again another all of a sudden moment a thought popped into my head and the thought was turn and look at your clock I had this little green alarm clock that lights up at night and so I (laughs) turned to my right to look at the alarm clock it is exactly three o'clock in the morning not 259 not 301 three o'clock in the morning so yeah so i'm i'm just like it is this is the craziest creepiest feeling ever like there's something in this room so i stand up and i'm like well i'm gonna go get something to drink i'm gonna go like get water so i grab my water cup that i keep by my bed and it's empty so like okay i'm gonna go to the sink and grab some water so I walk out the door, down this hall, walk over to the sink, and I'm getting some water. I'm I'm in there, and I'm feeling a little nervous, to be quite frank with you, because I'm like, You're I don't shaking. know where that was. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I got to calm down. So I was getting my cup, and I turned around, and I was reaching to turn the light off, and standing right there by the black chair that you're looking at right yeah. now was a figure. It was the same height as me. And it was holding something. I don't know what it was, but it was something. It kind of looked like a long pole stick. I don't know what it was. It was something. But it was holding something. And I will never forget looking at that thing. Because I was like, I'm at first I thought, oh my word, I just imagined it. Like, oh, you know, he had like your little jump scare. Like, oh my. And then you thought, okay, I just thought, no. Because I kept looking at it. And then it blinked and I was like oh dear god there is something in this room right now and I'm literally looking at it and it was like I said it was about the same height as me maybe a little bit taller maybe like an inch taller than me as I'm watching it 
I'm like, there is something in this room. Its eyes just looked directly at me. And there were no pupils. There was no... It never did anything. It didn't like lunge at me or nothing like that. It just stood no. there. It was just staring at me. That is who was talking to me in my room. It's the, literally the spirit of fear. That's like what it looks like. Instantly, just of course, began praying, you know, just Jesus protect us, you know, get out, send him out of this room here. You're, you're not welcome here. You know, did all these prayers in, in a couple minutes of me just continuing to pray. It was probably like a minute, two minutes long of just solid praying. It just disappeared, just gone and just I don't know how to explain it. It's not like it vaporized or whatever, but it's just one minute it was there and just one second it wasn't. And I was like, why would that happen to me? You know, of course. So the next morning, of course, I told my family and I was like, you know, this is crazy. We've got to really protect and, you know, pray about all this and whatever. So they believed me and they were like, well, yeah, you're not crazy. You know, you didn't just imagine that it really happened. So they prayed the next day. And this is the really cool thing. So I'm again in bed and I'm, not exactly the same thing happened, but I wake up again. This time it's a little bit later. It's like four o'clock in the morning okay. and I'm thirsty and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get out and go get something to drink. And this time it's not three o'clock. I wasn't like, I just woo, was wide awake. No, nothing like that. I was like, okay. So I wasn't even thinking about evil spirits or anything like that. I was like, okay, it's just, we're back to normal. So I walk out of my room, walk in there, grab something to drink. Don't even like bother to turn the lights on or anything. I come around the corner which is right there by the television. I am walking back to my room and all of a sudden I hear a laugh. (laughs) It sounds like I'm making up a stupid horror movie. Yeah. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I turn around and there are not only the same figure that I saw the night before, but three smaller figures with him. Oh my word. At that moment I got just angry and I literally said out loud, I said, I said, you are not welcome here. Jesus rules this house. Boom. Just like that, they were gone. Just vanished. And I was like, okay, things are back to normal again. So a week goes by. And then two weeks goes by. And I'm like, okay, I've moved on from that. I'm not thinking about it anymore. I'm not worried about it anymore. And one night, I'm laying in bed. And I wake up. And it's like, I don't even really remember what time it is, probably maybe one in the morning, two in the morning, something like that. And I felt a voice, but this time I knew it was the Holy Spirit. I was like, okay, this is a good voice. And I woke up and I felt thirsty and the voice said, go back to sleep. I was like, okay, go back to, I'm a little thirsty. And it was like, no, go back to sleep, go back to sleep. That night before I had gone to bed, This is like nine o'clock at night. I had gone through my room and I was like, I'm going to make some donations to the Goodwill. Yeah. So I had gone through and picked out a ton of books that I didn't want anymore. I had thrown them all out into the hallway just haphazardly because Aaron had already gone to sleep. So I was like, okay, I'll just clean them up in the morning. I'm going to wake up earlier than him anyway. It doesn't really matter. So I just like threw them all over the pile. The next morning, it's time for work. So it's like almost seven o'clock in the morning. So I get up, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. Hmm. Time to get going on my day. So I walk out to go upstairs and get breakfast, and I trip because all the books that I have just tossed out into the hallway are stacked from bottom to top, biggest book to smallest book, about, I don't know, two feet tall, all up in a row. 
and I tripped over it. And I like, I didn't fall into Aaron's door, but I like reached out my hand to catch myself on Aaron's door. And I was like, oh my word, <laughs> something has come in here and is moving stuff around. And I came out and I was like, yep, it was. Things are moving around and they're like in different locations and stuff. So I went upstairs and I said, did anyone move those books last night? And Aaron was still asleep. And yeah. he said, no, I don't even know what books you're talking about. And I said, I was going to make a donation to Goodwill. And he was like, no, I, don't, I never left my room. I was asleep. And my mom said, no. I, you know. So everyone, of course, said, no, I don't even know what you're talking about. You went to bed. I never heard anything about that. So that night, God was, I don't know what was in my room. I was never, that was never revealed to me. And so I don't, I don't claim to know anything about that. But I do know whatever was in here. It had the ability to move stuff in the room. That was the last time I dealt with anything. Never saw anything past then. Nothing. That was the last weird experience I had with seeing anything or moving things around. Two months later, I'm talking to Aaron about it, and he says, just to let you know, in bed one time, something grabbed my foot. I was literally just sitting there playing a video game, and a hand wrapped around my foot and wouldn't let go just to let you know you're not crazy and i was like oh okay good thing that we were kind of intensely praying uh i so yeah it was just the weirdest craziest thing to to see that and to be a part of that i was like i i don't really know why i saw it because it really didn't help me it wasn't like i was ever really in any danger because i mean it's like the same spirits are around us now as they were when they were visible so it's not really like i was in any greater amount of danger i guess it was just kind of a, a moment for me to see that this is real. We are really in a battle. Yeah. And it's not like it's a, um, some made-up foggy mist of an idea or something. Or it's yeah. not like the demons went away whenever Jesus went back up to heaven. You know, like yeah. This is a present real issue yeah. that can be summoned and can be brought around, you know? Yeah. You, you can't make that up either. But you also at the same time, like, you can't – someone can't go up to you and be like, well, prove it. Like, do you have proof? It's like – well, what the heck do you want me to do? Take a picture of a spirit? Exactly. Like, yeah. What do you want me to do? Yeah. And at that point, it's just like understanding like there is a physical realm, which yeah. is what we live in. And there's a spiritual realm, which is where demons and spirits live. For sure. Absolutely. So for people who not necessarily don't believe it, but have a hard time comprehending that, that's okay. Yeah. Um, Because to me, it's like very hard to comprehend. Like everything that you just said, I 100% believe you. Well, thank you. 100%. Thank you. For me to comprehend it, I can't. Like my jaw was dropped the entire time you're done that story. (laughs) I was like, what (laughs) in the heck? (laughs) I swear, if I was in your situation, I would have been crying. Oh, my word. I would have hit under my blanket and I would have been like, go away. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want you here. Be gone. Oh, I, I was absolutely just stunned. I just couldn't even believe it. I was like, yeah. I am literally either losing my grip on reality yeah. and I like can't comprehend what I'm seeing, which I don't believe because I'm fully aware of what's going on, yeah. or that's real. Yeah. And it's I don't know. It was just it was the weirdest thing. Yep. Um I guess I just kind of always thought that maybe just like too simple too simply or something, or just kind of ignorantly that they couldn't hurt you or they couldn't affect you or that you couldn't see them or they just wouldn't be a part of your life yep. as long as you didn't do things to include them in your life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, they have full access. And so listening to Pastor Dwayne talk about how this is his realm, tempting Jesus in the desert and saying, 
you know, uh, if you would just bow to me, I will give you the authority. Oh, my word. That's right. Well, of course he could come in my house. Of course he can come in here because he tipped. I mean, God allowed dominion over that. Yeah. When we sinned, we gave him dominion. Yeah. So it's like hearing that was like, oh, yeah, that's why that happened. Okay. Gotcha. Mm. Just for people who maybe think to themselves, you're waiting for this miraculous, powerful move of God before you believe in him. Don't do that. Because no. I've had it, and it's not something that you really want to lug around. Because if you can just simply have a, a faith like a child and just believe, it is far easier to handle that emotionally than if you go through some dramatic, crazy, yeah. weird, unexplained thing. Because it will not help your testimony. I mean, Brian said he believes me, which I'm very thankful for, and I believe him for, you know, and thank him for doing that. But you will look crazy. Most yeah. people will go. That guy's a lunatic, and they he's all little nuts. <laughs> exactly, and and uh, and so it will not help you to to just kind of wait around and go. Well, if God was real, he'd show me. It's like, well, he can, but uh, are you sure you want that responsibility? Yeah, that's a big responsibility yeah. that you're asking for. I mean, if you want him to, you can ask him, and he will. He'll he'll show up and you know make himself known. Yeah, but. If you open yourself up to God, you also open yourself up for attack because Satan hates God and he wants to move in and get rid of him as soon as he can. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're opening her up to the spiritual world. You're not just opening yourself up to God. Once you open yourself up, if you're ignorant, then you don't have anything to worry about because Mm -hmm. you're like, well, you know, you can just blindly protest and say it's not real. This is just fake. This whole thing is just uh, is an just illusion. emotion. It's just chemicals in my brain. It's yeah. not real. It's not real. It's not real. And you can keep saying that. And so, well, of course you're never going to see anything because why would Satan bother with people yeah. like you? Why would God bother with people like you? Because it's like, well, you don't want it. You know, yeah. you're protesting and screaming. It's not real. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, yeah. Why would they waste your time with someone like you? Yeah. They're, they're going to spend time and show up on people who truly believe. I, was, I think it's funny. Like people are like, yeah, Santa's real. How do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> and why would you want him to be real? He creeps around your house. He knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows. He knows. It's like he knows everything, but it's like there's already <laughs> someone who actually does know everything and knows when you are awake and knows mm-hmm. when you are asleep, but not in the creepy way of like, oh, he's being good. I give him presents. You're being bad. You get hot coals in your stockings. Is Santa an ex-CIA agent? That's what I've always wondered. <laughs> He's part of the FBI. <laughs> FBI, open up. Open up. It's Santa Claus. <laughs> what? Barney Five Security. <laughs> I'm here to deliver your presents. Open up. <laughs> open this door. He literally is worse than Amazon. <laughs> he knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. <laughs> That's going to be the Alexa theme song now. <laughs> That's so funny. But it's, it's true. Like You look yeah. at all these people, it's like, yeah, Santa Claus is real. Okay, so then why isn't God? Why yeah. isn't God real? That's true. Yeah. You've never seen Santa Claus in your entire life. I've mm-hmm. never seen him in my entire life. I've never seen God in my entire life. It's okay to fantasize. Yeah. It's okay. But if you're going to fantasize about things that you physically cannot see but you still believe in, mm-hmm. then you ought to give God a chance. Yeah. absolutely. Because I guarantee you, you can't go be like, hey, Santa, you're never going to get a response. Yeah. But when you talk to the Lord, when you talk to God, he's going to give you a response. Absolutely. Maybe not with words, but maybe God's voice is like a still, quiet voice. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's like what you're told. But also, it is true. It is true. His voice is a still, quiet voice. It's gentle. And 
but he can speak to you through people. He will use people to speak to you. He will use sometimes movies yeah. like this shack. That was a great, it's a great way for the Lord to speak to you. And, uh, through scripture, like if you just randomly get the thought, like, Hmm, I should just, I just want to open the Bible and you just start reading. I guarantee you what you are going to read. The Lord is trying to speak to you. Mm-hmm. So Santa Claus isn't going to do that. I'm sorry, people. The Easter Bunny, he's not real either, okay? You've never seen him. And how the heck do you get a bunny with eggs? I don't understand that. Bunnies are mammals. I have never understood that. Isn't like, that weird? Where's his wings? I don't get this. But how do you go from Easter? He's the day that a reptile Christ... or a bird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this? This is it's sick. like Easter, the day that Christ rose from the dead. Okay, let's throw a bunny and some eggs in there and be... That's Easter. Right. No, that's very true. What? Yeah. The world's always trying to pollute something holy, aren't they? It's so dumb. (laughs) Hi, I'm a bunny that poops out eggs. Boop. (laughs) Explain that, science. And and now we eat the chocolate. Now we eat the chocolate that it produces. Like, Like, what? This is the freakiest thing I've ever seen. Why do you paint the eggs? (laughs) No one understands that. Who are you trying to please? <laughs> Saying all of this like in one solid line just paints the insanity of this. Exactly. It, you know what's so funny is that after telling my story about seeing the demon, that makes more sense than this bunny exactly. story. Exactly. Like, people who believe in this are crazier than I am. Because the spiritual realm is real. Yeah, exactly. The Easter bunny is not. <laughs> It's so great. I love that. It's like, like bunnies, bunnies cannot, cannot produce eggs. <laughs> Public service announcement. <laughs> I, need I need a, a clean, clean up, up on, on aisle, aisle four. four. There's, There's a, a bunny, bunny that, that just, just pooped, pooped out, out eggs. <laughs> and, and it's, it's chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> How ridiculous does that sound? I'm serious. I want you guys to comment. Like, did you believe at one point in your life, did you believe that Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny were real? Like, I'm serious. And maybe even the boogeyman. The boogeyman is not real. I hate to break it to you people, but he's not real. Satan's real. He's the real boogeyman. But the boogeyman is not real. The Easter Bunny is not real. It's a fictional character that is made up to cover up a holiday or a day that Christians celebrate mm-hmm. or recognize that Christ rose from the dead and sealed our freedom in his death. Mm. Okay. So on that. You, I literally, I want you guys to understand this. I think it's funny that they have the Easter bunny and it's cute for like the little kids who want to dress up and stuff like that's fine. But when you make that like the primary focus of that day mm-hmm. of like focusing on a bunny who poops out eggs, which <laughs> makes no sense because it's a freaking mammal <laughs> and a guy who climbs down your chimney and somehow magically appears with these presents, who paid for all those? Why do we have stores then if yeah. once a year on Christmas you get everything that you wanted? Okay, I'm sorry. Parents, stop lying to your children about this. My parents never did. They never lied to me about Santa Claus. They were like, Santa Claus is not real. You can believe in him if you want, but he's not real. And we're not going to tell you that he's real. Same with the Easter Bunny. That's not what Easter is about. That's not what Christmas is about. The main focus of Christmas should be Christ's birth. The main focus of Easter should be Christ's death and resurrection. That's the point of these holidays. Not giving gifts and getting gifts and going on Easter egg hunts. While those are all fun and 
cool and really cute again for kids to do it's not something that should be focused on but the world has so twisted that meaning in the yeah the meaning behind it is is ridiculous so like if you are if you are listening to this and you want to be a parent someday or if you're going to be a parent someday or if you already have kids and you're lying to your children about this stop lying to your children about it okay these kids deserve to know that Santa Claus isn't real. You can tell them, you can believe in Santa Claus if you want, but we're going to tell you right now, Santa Claus is not real. The Easter Bunny is not real. That's not what these holidays are meant for. Mm-hmm. Please, please, please do not tell your future kids or your kids right now, like, yeah, they're real. You can believe in them if you want all your life. And then you'll find out when you're 15 that it's not real. And your whole 15 years of your life has been a lie. Sorry. Well, that's right, but it also just shakes their confidence on just everything you said exactly it, it the second you break trust with somebody whether it's on something trivial or something very important it is intrinsically spiritual it doesn't matter because you're still breaking trust with that person and they feel like well then why should i believe you about anything you just have ever said exactly you know I mean? well i'll never forget i was little i was probably like i don't even know like 10 or something 10 or 11 this this kid that I, so i used to be public school right? and this kid said um he says so I, I need to do the voice so did Santa come to your house last night? And I said, no. And he said, I, what do you mean he didn't come to your house last night? I said, Santa Claus is real. I had a really deep voice when I was like 10. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I can just so imagine that right now. Andrew, Andrew, as he's 10 years old, is like, no, Santa Claus never went to my house. What? No, Wait, didn't. did you hit puberty when you were like six? I was five and a half. Whoa. <laughs> If you're going to drive, drive a Firestone. <laughs> I'm like seven years old saying that. That's great. Go fish. The snack that I want. Now, Mommy, pass me my crackers. <laughs> the snack that smiles back. Goldfish. <laughs> Here's your check, kid. Go home. Thanks, mister. I'm going to buy myself some raisins with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Comment down below. If you want to hear, like, impressions on here more often, we will totally do it. Exactly. Because he does a killer we'll, Gandalf. And we'll practice before. We will practice. So we we will sure warm up our vocals. <laughs> our vocal forwards. That's <laughs> Gandalf. You shall not pass. Yeah, see, I butchered it, but he killed it. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Reggie, it's Randolph. <laughs> like these guys are doing killer impressions of us, Scoob. Right. Imagine Scooby Doo was like right next to you as that happened. Like, Row, Andrew, a roast. Emotional damage. <laughs> oh my goodness. I literally just watched one with Donald Trump and it was a roast of Donald yeah. Trump. So you know how roasts go like celebrities go oh, up absolutely. and they roast them and it's like yeah. it's all for fun and games. And so Snoop Dogg is going up there oh and it's so funny. And he's like and this is before <laughs> Donald Trump is elected as president. So Donald Trump wants to run for president. That's all fine. and Well, why not? You're just kicking another black family out of the house. <laughs> Oh my <laughs> and, it, and it was the meat where it's like these guys in masks and it's like that one there was a violation I'm sure he was just like but Ugh. but think about it anybody else who would have said that would have oh. been torn into shreds Absolutely. before we wrap up I want to tell you guys it helps us a ton if you share the podcast on your Instagram stories. We really 
both feel like this could be a podcast that could help lead someone to the Lord and help them find a relationship with the Lord. We also just think it's a really fun podcast. So we'd love it if you guys could share with your friends. We got 28 views on our first podcast, dude. Wow, really? Yeah. Just for the first so, one. Just for the first one. So that That's was like great. pretty cool. Awesome. I didn't see how many we got in the second one. But I, this this within, is our third within, one. Within so. the first minute of posting the first one, somebody who had already subscribed to the podcast, who's not a part of our friend group, already began listening to it and put really? a heart on it. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. It That's awesome. I was shocked. I was like, oh, my word, is that really a heart? And, yeah, somebody yeah. had already seen it. So, so they subscribed and instantly started watching it together. Yeah. Um, we like, we would really love it if you guys would post it on your Instagram stories, post it on your Facebook stories. We don't care. Um, or just share it with your friends. Like if you like podcasts and you know, friends that like podcasts, please share it with your friends. My old youth pastor is listening, like listens to our podcast now, which is really, really, really cool. That's amazing. And please, we want people to like know about this, not for our own personal gain. So I want, I want to make that clear as well. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Every time I listened to YouTube before I got involved in this podcasting thing, I would always skip over the whole, please like, comment, and subscribe, because yeah. I never thought it was really that important. Now that I, you know, and we are creating this podcast, I realize, wow, that is vital. If people yeah. don't share it, it will never go anywhere. So yeah. we appreciate your likes, and it literally takes like 0.4 seconds yeah. to reach over and click the ding subscribe yeah. button. So Click the like button. Yes. Hit that. Smash the like button, bro. It's your boy. We'll be back next week. We got the sword, man. Thank you guys to all of you that listen. It's really awesome to see like the people that listen, see how many plays that it has. It's yeah. really, really cool. For sure. Really looking forward to doing more of these because these are a ton of fun. Just a big shout out to Aaron. Yes. For all the hard work that he puts into these. And then also soon the girl that you met at Amazon. Yeah. Will Ebony. Be, she actually yeah. wrote me tonight, actually. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and big shout out to her for offering to do uh, some of the audio stuff for us as well. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, big shout out to those guys. And just big shout out to you people who listen to it. So Yes, we really appreciate cool. it. Chilies, baby, back ribs, barbecue sauce. I've been going through my head wow. for like 20 minutes, and I don't know why. I just had to say it. Otherwise, I'd implode. Signing, Signing off for now. now. This, this is, is Brian. Brian. This is Andrew. Have, Have a, a wonderful, wonderful night. night.